May the words of my mouth and the meditation of our hearts be always acceptable in your sight, O God, our strength and redeemer. Amen. In our gospel telling, Nicodemus is confused. He is confused about what he's been hearing about this Jesus, about the witnessing, the testimony of Christ. Jesus healing and, and, and all that he's been doing. Nicodemus is confused and he is a little bit ashamed. He's a little bit ashamed and so he goes by night under cover of the night where none of his friends and um, even students might know that he is going to ask some questions of this Jesus. Nicodemus is a leader and a teacher, one who is esteemed and thought to have the answers. And so he goes by night seeking some clarity and some insight, ashamed that anyone might see him asking questions of this young man. It's so interesting to me that Nicodemus goes by night to speak with Jesus. And next week in the gospel story from John, we see Jesus speaking in the bright light of noonday with the woman at the well, the Samaritan woman. So Nicodemus by night, the Samaritan woman in the light of day, all seeking to engage with the one who has come to teach us about the kingdom of God, the kingdom of God who, which we've been looking in our modern world to, to, to express in another way, not as a kingdom, but maybe as the realm of God, maybe as the kingdom of God, where siblings, brothers and sisters in Christ treat each other in the way that Jesus has shown us to treat each other, with respect, with dignity, in the shadows and out of the shadows, encountering confusion with love, and not condemnation, but with a desire to enlighten and to save. The story of Nicodemus is a story of continuing transformation and learning, a continual deepening of the consciousness and the understanding of his role as a person of faith and of his connection with the God of creation and with that kingdom, that realm, that reign of God that is available to us when our eyes are open and when we are able to do God's will here and now. 
when our eyes are open and we are able to do God's will for justice and mercy and peace for ourselves and for each other, we are able to experience that eternal truth of God's love and grace and salvation here on earth, not having to wait until we die. Nicodemus starts by going in the middle of the night to learn a little bit from Jesus. The second time we encounter Nicodemus in the Gospel of John, he is actually telling his colleagues, his friends, to give Jesus a chance. Give Jesus a chance. Listen to him. Don't write him off so quickly. He may have something to teach us. We don't know if Nicodemus admitted that he had already met with Jesus, but we do know that after meeting with Jesus that first time, the second time, he encouraged the other teachers and leaders to listen and not write Jesus off. It was a very hard thing to do. Whatever area of life that we feel that we have gained experience or expertise, we, we want to teach. We don't necessarily think we want to learn. And yet we are called all our lives as people of faith or people engaged with faith and people who are trying to understand the path of God for us in our lives. We are called to continue to be renewed to learn, to transform, to seek grace and mercy and to give it again and again and again, even to be born anew in the Spirit because the Spirit's work in our lives never ends. Again, you see that Nicodemus. He goes at night. Then in the light of day, he encourages his friends to listen to Jesus. And then the third time we see Nicodemus in the Gospel of John, he is at the, at the cross with the crowds, and he helps with Jesus' burial. So he goes from questioning to encouraging and testimony to action. Because to help bury Jesus was to help bury someone who had been hung on a cross and humiliated. It was full of risk. It was full of risk of being condemned, of being mocked and scorned as Jesus was, of being called unclean even. I can see myself and others in Nicodemus' story. And I invite you to do the same. And as I was reflecting on his story in this time of um, fears and anxiety around the coronavirus, fear and anxiety around elections, fear and anxiety around many things, I thought that we can insert ourselves into 
the stories of biblical characters and learn to go a little bit deeper past that fear and anxiety by trusting and risking in our service to God. By wanting to tap into the kingdom of justice and light and sacrifice and love with our actions and with our words and with our testimony. Today is International Women's Day and it began a long time ago and was uh, implemented by the United Nations in the late 70s as a day to think about women's issues. Of course, that, it's not a religious holiday, but it's a day to think about the quality of women. And so I found myself thinking about women in my life who have helped me see more clearly the path of God, to see more clearly the courage that it takes to serve God. Women who have encouraged me to learn and to stand strong and to transform in my way of being so that I may serve Christ more fully and experience more fully God's reign. I could name relatives, I could name, as you all could too, right? People who have taught you how to love, people who have taught you how to be strong, people who have taught you to fight for equality, to stand for equality, to stand for human dignity, all human dignity. I thought of artists and theologians and writers and and politicians even, human rights activists who have moved me and shaped me and formed me in my life. But in light of, of, of Nicodemus, I thought of the women in the Bible who have most formed me. Now all three of the women that I thought of, women who have helped me renew in my life, whose stories have connected and resonated in a way in which made me um, feel born again and born anew into the spirit of God, women who have been midwives of my faith. And all three of the women that I thought of were unnamed in the Bible. Tradition has taught, has given some of them names, but in the Bible, they became, they, they are unnamed. The first is Jairus' daughter, who died and Jesus raised. He raised her by saying, Talitha kumi, little girl, get up. And when I was a little girl and I was down, and now as a woman, and I have felt down for whatever reason, knocked down, I have thought of Jesus' words and I have inscribed them in different places so that I can remember Jesus saying, get up. I think of the Syrophoenician woman 
again, no name, who argued with Jesus to heal her daughter, and she changed Jesus' mind. Jesus. He was able to go more profoundly into his own ministry and conversation with this woman who claimed her faith and claimed her identity and claimed her fierce protectiveness and care of her daughter. And Jesus responded to her and healed her daughter. And in my life, that story has given me courage to claim whose and who I am, to protect those I love, and to protect the weak. The third woman, the third story, again, comes next week. The Samaritan woman at the well. Tradition has given her the name Plotina, but the Bible has not given her a name. Jesus met her at noon, which means that she was trying to avoid people for some reason, because you don't usually go to the well to draw water at noon. And that's why she was alone. And Jesus spoke with her about who he was. And she became an evangelist, the woman who was trying to avoid people for whatever reason, went and told people about who Jesus was. And it is the longest theological conversation in the Bible. In some ways, I think that, like I'm able to insert my story and hear you insert your story and understanding of your life into Nicodemus's place, into his story. I think that some of these unnamed women invite us, all of us, men and women alike, to insert ourselves into their stories of relationship with Christ and to be reminded that God in Christ heals and asks us to get up from death into life. That Christ honors us when we stand up for ourselves and heals us and those we love in that process. That the Samaritan woman, that Christ, through the Samaritan woman, invites us into theological engagement in the light of day. And maybe these women weren't named, so it's more easy for us to insert our names into their story and work on our relationship with Jesus and to be open to the Spirit's renewal in our lives and to be more committed to engagement 
with each other and with things that bring us closer to God's will and God's realm and God's reign. And so my homework, I guess, for you all this week, I don't usually assign tasks in a sermon, but my homework for you this week is to think about all those women in your lives that have helped you grow in your faith, that have shown you how to love, that have shown you courage, that have shown you how to be in relationship with Jesus and to be grateful for them. And thinking with them, about them, may you be reborn, recommitted, renewed to God's will and way. May you be inspired to keep asking questions, to bringing life into places of suffering, speaking light into the places of pain, and to not be afraid to risk, to risk for the kingdom of God in the name of the Christ who comes to save and never to condemn. Amen.